Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Jager. I am so excited to get started on this. And I want you to know from the beginning that I'm thinking about this podcast as a conversation. And I hope that you participate in sharing in the comments your opinions, your ideas, your feedback. And the more that you engage with me, the more enriching this podcast is going to be and just the more cool it's going to be. So please take that to heart and uh, let me know in the comments what your side, your end of the conversation may be. All right. So this is the beginning of many exciting things. But I want to give you a little heads up about where we're starting and where we're going. And then I'm going to dive into the topic for today, which is about resolving persistent pain. So I'm coming to you via Move to Nourish, which is a company that I started all about creating opportunities for people to utilize movement as a way to nourish their bodies, their minds, and their spirits, right? Rather than something to do for exercise or something to do for improvement or something to do for, you know, out of obligation, that movement could be and ought to be utilized in this meaningful way, nourishing oneself on the deepest level. And I'm going to talk about that, but it gives you an idea of how I approach uh, pain and resolving it. So we'll talk about that in a minute. And I also want to let you know that uh, out of Move to Nourish, I started Movers Academy with my husband. And that is an online membership where we hold space for people that are going through that process to, in support of each other, in support of them. And it's where we teach the principles of nourishing movement and create a lot of exciting opportunities for that in there. So if that's something you're interested in, you can look that up. And I use the word exciting because I think that's so important. And in fact, our aim is really to provide exciting and inspiring opportunities to reconnect with yourself and to re-engage with the parts of life, the generative parts of life uh, that we, when we're linked into, help us to thrive, right? And if you've been in pain for a while, you might feel that there's a big disconnect between those parts of your heart and those parts of your life and what your day-to-day -day looks like. So it's as important, if not more important, to focus on what you do want rather than just on what you don't want. So we're going to get into all of that in the future of this podcast and create lots of fun and creative ways to engage you. 
Uh, and I'm really excited about that. But before we get to that place, I want to address this, you know, where uh, you may be at if you're in a place where you've had persistent pain. So really getting clear on some of the thinking uh, around that. So this is the first part of several episodes that I'm going to do on persistent pain and how to resolve it. And the reason I'm doing a series is because, look, there is so much to talk about. (laughs) And if you have uh, uh, unanswered questions or uncertainties or things that you're not quite clear on in any little corner of your mind, then that could drag you back into the pain pattern. Just that little uncertainty, that you know, question off to the side. So I want to talk about it from a lot of different angles to try and get into all of those potential nooks and crannies. And guess what? I'm a perfectionist. And that is a part of what I struggle with and what triggers my pain pattern. So I'm going to want to cover every single thing that could possibly come up. And of course I won't be able to. But You could help me do that by commenting and sharing any questions or thoughts that you have, and and we can just kind of create this podcast together. I think that would be the most exciting thing. All right. And with that being said, let's dive into this first topic for this first episode on how to resolve persistent pain. Part one, (laughs) part one of, I don't know how many, but several, right? So I wanted to talk about this from a different angle because I know that there are so many different voices on the internet, in the world, uh, talking about this topic, and there's lots of uh, contradictory information. But I wanted to give you something that you could settle into from the very beginning. So I'm going to not get into any of the science or any of the um, research and that kind of detail. I'm going to touch a little bit on the biology because I think that's helpful and important. So if you already know some of that, then uh, bear with me. But also, I know when we're trying to evolve our thinking, it's so helpful to hear the same or similar things from a number of different people. I know that's true for myself, and it certainly was true when it came to trying to wrap my head around pain and what it actually is and trying to understand how it lives in my life and in the lives of other people and how to resolve it. Of course, that's the key here. All right. So the number one thing that I want to tell you right now, forever forward, I want you to know this, which is that pain is not your enemy. Your body is not your enemy. 
pain is actually a safety feature that is built into your system that is designed to alert you to potential danger. Now, what can happen in the case of persistent pain is that the system or some aspect of you perceives a threat where there isn't a threat, where there isn't really a problem in terms of your safety, but it feels like it or it seems like it. And I'm not going to get into the details of how that works today, of how that plays out in your system. It is something that I will definitely come back to and spend an entire episode on over the next uh, several episodes because I think it's so important and I have my own specific take on it. Um, But what I want to give you today is something that you can do without having to know and understand the science and the biology and the research and all of that kind of information. It's helpful to know those things. Uh, It is. But one of the things I want to offer you today is an experience of coming down outside, rather down below, I want to say, of that thinking, critical thinking, mulling it over, deciphering kind of activity, brain activity. Because the pain signal that you experience with persistent and chronic pain does not live in that part of your mind or that area of your mind where your problem solving happens. Um, And in fact, it's, it's it's something that's what I think of as beneath or kind of deep to that, that is more linked with your subconscious. So you can be experiencing a threat at a subconscious level that doesn't register for you consciously. You could be experiencing something as you're going about your day and you don't even realize clearly that you're having uh, an anxiety response. It's just low level or it's kind of in the background or you don't really have time to deal with it, so you don't. (laughs) And you don't realize the implications of not dealing with it because it's just a part of daily life, right? So that's why I want to get down below the thinking mind is because that's where this uh, sense Live. So I want to go down into the sensory body here today. And I want to offer you a way of thinking about pain that is more on that level. Okay? So let's see how this goes. Now, if you think about the pain that you experience, you know that it comes with all kinds of words, labels, Um, and connecting points to certain areas of your body, certain activities, certain situations, blah, blah, blah. So that's all of the thinking mind, right? I want you to know that this is a totally normal response in modern day society to try and decipher and figure out the cause of pain because that's how modern medicine treats um, symptoms, It treats symptoms as something like a a puzzle to solve or as a way to designate uh, the symptoms into certain categories. And so it's a very thinking-oriented practice, which 
is not always helpful. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And in fact, that kind of thinking and returning to that kind of thinking can, for so many people, actually be problematic and can be part of the pain pattern. That's something you're going to hear me say a lot. So let me explain it. When I say the pain pattern, what I mean is that nothing that you experience in your life or do is an isolated event, right? Everything that you do, every part of uh, your life that you experience has connecting points that link up to other things. Like a smell reminds you of a certain memory or a relationship brings up certain emotions. Certain memories bring up certain thoughts. Uh, things like this. Nothing in you that you experience as an experience is isolated from other connecting points, right? So when I talk about pain pattern, what I mean is that it has relationships. The pain pattern in your body, the pattern is a, is a network of relationships, of connected points in your nervous system and your mind. And those, some components of that pain pattern could be like, um, uh, certain relationships, certain thoughts, certain emotions, certain uh, behaviors or actions, and other kinds of circumstances. They're all different kinds of things that can come into play. I want to encourage you to not concern yourself with trying to figure out all those things because you never can and you never will. You might f find some and we'll get into that later. But for now, again, remember, we are going below that deciphering problem solving mind. Okay. So there's a little bit of information there in kind of sprinkled into the middle <laughs> about how pain works in the body. And moving from that, I want to say that so the, the pattern is in your nervous system and it's in the connections and these little uh, connecting points here and there throughout your system. And so what you are essentially wanting to do is to rewire those, rewire that pattern, to dissolve that pattern and create a new pattern or write a new pattern, right? However you want to think about it. And I really love this idea that it's a creation, that it's a, a, a piece of writing. In essence, you are creating, uh, through this process, you get to create the patterns and the connections that you want more of, right? So again, there's that thing of focusing on what it is that you want rather than what you don't want. So let's bring it down now to this experiential, just uh, sensorial level, right? The body of sensation, right? Because below the thinking mind, before there's any words or categories or labels, everything is just raw sensation in your body. And you're 
this, imagine this kind of nervous system walking around trying to make sense of all of this input, both coming from the outside of you and coming from inside your body as well. And your, it's that thinking brain that puts things into categories for you, which is great, but it's so easy for us to be dominated by that way of thinking and get lost in the words, right? Am I right? <laughs> and it's much more challenging for us to drop down below and beneath that. So let me offer you a new way or a different way to think about pain that is will hopefully be novel from the normal pattern of thinking about it. Because on that level, pain is not good or bad. It is just pure sensation. So coming back to that thing about pain not being your enemy, it is raw sensation at some level, right? And then we put on top of it all of these other things that we relate it to. But at some level, part of pain is just pure sensation. And with that, I want to add that pain itself is a stagnation in the system somewhere. Whether that is stagnation in an area of your body here or there, or what I'd like to really propose is that it's a stagnation in your mind and nervous system more than anything else. That means, all that that means when I say that is that it's something that wants to evolve, it wants to move, it wants to change, but it can't. It's it's like stuck on the same loop, playing out over and over again the, the problem or the pattern. And it's like you're on the highway at going 70 miles an hour and you want to get off, but you're going so fast, you miss all the little exits, right? Um, they come before you even know it and your nervous system can't even, you know, see that you've just passed an exit, an alternate root. So it just keeps going the same route over and over again. So in order to get off that route and find something, start to feel into some other possibilities, I want you to explore this idea that pain is stagnant energy. And the opposite or what is the opposite or the antidote to stagnation or stuckness? What is the antidote? Is movement, flow. Okay, that's the opposite and the antidote to stuck energy. So, when I say movement, most people think of moving their bodies, right? They think of, in terms of pain, they think of exercise or, or physical therapy exercises or things like this. Instead, 
I want you to realize that movement is everywhere on every level of who you are and in particular in your thinking, in your mind, in your attention. And when you realize that your thoughts are movement, it opens up an entire world of possibility that has previously been invisible. So I want you to think of your thoughts as movement in the same way that you think of as movement in relation to your body. When you move your arm, go ahead and move your arm. I don't care how. Just move your arm, move your finger, move something. That movement that you can see and feel and sense, yeah, your arm or whatever it is that you move through space, on a microscopic level, that's just a bunch of, you know, electric or um, chemical uh, transactions that happen at a cellular level to ignite this action. But that action began as a thought before you actually executed, right, the action. So if I were to say, lift your arm in the air, before you even do it, your mind has sent those signals down through your arm that prepare your arm to lift through the air. So at the microscopic level, there's no difference between moving your big, your, your, your muscles, your big arm through space. I say big because it's big in relation to the neurons that move in your mind when you think, right? So the movement of your thoughts is the movement of neurons in your mind. And they're related, of course, to aspects of your body because as I said before, there's nothing that happens in isolation. So even when you move your thinking, it, your body is connected to that. Your muscularly, right? A thought might create an active, actual movement of your body. Like I want that apple. I reach for that apple. I put that apple to my mouth and take a bite, right? Those are all involving your actual muscles and movement that anybody could see. But then there's other little things like your eyes move, right? Your, what you see changes according to what you're thinking about. How you perceive a situation can be completely different, all depending on your attention, your focus, and the movement of your thoughts. So there's a huge amount of movement that you can do right now from this day forward when it comes to your situation in any aspect of your life, but specifically when it comes to pain patterns and when they flare up. One of my um, teachers, Moshe Feldenkrais, has this wonderful quote that I want to share with you. And 
see if I can find it because I want to make sure. He said, nothing is permanent about our behavior patterns except our belief that they are so. Nothing is permanent about our behavior patterns except our belief that they are so. So if you believe that something is fixed, if you believe that something can't change or that your body is malfunctioning or dysfunctional or your enemy or something that you can't control, if you find yourself believing this and and going through this type of thinking, guess what? It will have a direct impact on what actually manifests in your body. Science and research has shown time and again, at this point, there is no doubt. Everything points to this direction clearly, that when it comes to our health, our well-being, and manifestations of such in our body, that the mind is boss, right? And that the power of the mind is great. There's just so much research in this area that I could do several podcasts just devoted to, you know, talking about the research. And you could probably relate to a lot of the findings, like, for example, the studies that have been done showing that people in a good mood experience pain stimulus less acutely than people who are in a bad mood, right? People who feel connection with loved ones, again, experience pain stimulus less acutely than people who are alone or in isolation. And I'm guessing that for most of you, that's not surprising. A lot of the, I always find that research um, helps us to prove what we already know, right? When it comes to human behavior and human experience and the way we work, what we already know on an intuitive level, but what we deny ourselves from acknowledging. All right, so here's the key for you moving forward. If you can identify the kind of automatic thinking or default thinking that you fall back on when it comes to your body and what is happening in your life, then you will be more prepared to evolve it. But if you're only trying to uh, banish the things that you don't want and try to cultivate the things that you do want, those other things are still going to be there. So you actually have to process them. So allow yourself the opportunity to get clear on the kinds of thinking that you're already engaged in, right? The kind of habits of thinking that are already there present in your mind. So you sit down with a pen and paper and you ask yourself, what am I currently believing? What am I telling myself about pain in my body? What do I think when... It comes to any labels or diagnosis. What labels or diagnoses am I currently giving to myself? What do I suspect is the cause? What do I suspect are uh, influences or areas or things that are affecting my pain? Right? What do I think about my body? What do I think about my potential to get out of 
pain and resolve it. So get really get a really clear picture on what's happening in your mind, right? Already. And then what I invite you to do is to recognize that when it comes up, it's a cyclical part of the pattern, right? That it comes back and back and back to these kinds of thoughts and that you can utilize questioning and curiosity so you don't go at it by force, but you go at it with curiosity. So you could take a thought like, nobody knows what's wrong with me. And you could change that to, there's nothing wrong with me. And if that's not an easy leap for you to make, you could go somewhere in the middle with, maybe there's nothing wrong with me right, if you feel like you need to add that. And you can experiment with the movement of your thinking around this part of your life, right, and evolve your thinking so that your thoughts start to move and that you move your mind as much as you move your body as an antidote to the stagnation, right? Remember, that's what we're thinking about and aiming for. We're thinking about rewiring and repatterning those connections in the way that they are currently being played out, yeah? On that microscopic level of the nervous system. And I want you to know each uh, time that you travel new pathways, that you experiment with this, is a, like a baby step in the right direction. It's one piece of paving the pathway out of persistent pain. So you've got some miles to travel. How do you get there? One step at a time. All right. That is what I want to leave you with today. Remember, pain is not your enemy. Your body is not dysfunctioning. You have a a perfectly functioning body that just needs a little bit of love and nourishment and space to reconsider other roots of thinking, right? And you can dislodge, you can dissolve, you can shift patterns of thinking by bringing some movement into your mind, movement into your thinking. So I invite you to do that experiment, see how it goes, let me know. Reach out and let me know what you think. Let me know what your experience is. And again, let's have a conversation. All right. I know you can do this because I know that you have a nervous system and I know how it works. So tap it for your benefit. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, if you are here and you like what we're putting out there, let us know. Leave us a review or a comment. And if you want clarity on your situation, take our free definitive self-assessment on mind-body pain. There's a link in the show notes or at our website, www.movetonourish.com. That's move-to-nourish.com. See you soon.